You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Which approximation do we own today? When the imprint of our youth is mostly blown away. Was it nightlights in Or Were we childlike profane? Everything I thought's in the bottom of a thing day. Think back. So far there is a crack rat, shrink rat. Amelia Fruby here in the Chirp Studios with Matt and Sammy from Bone Lane. You have been making music together since you were 13. What was your first collaboration? I love this question. <laughs> Our first collaboration was a band called Teasel that started in his uh, parents' garage. In and we did our eighth grade talent show together, and we played all the small things, and it was super lit. <laughs> it was pretty lit. Yeah, yeah it was. We were still... the coolest kids in school for like a week afterwards. <laughs> Until we turned like 23, that was probably still the biggest show we'd ever done because <laughs> it was red like the whole school comes right so it was what 800 700 kids am i yeah, over exaggerating? Uh, i have no idea something like that i mean it was the whole school the whole middle school and then we did a bunch of shows together and uh played in all different kinds of bands together like hardcore bands and punk bands and like straight ahead indie rock bands and it all just kind of developed into this mm-hmm. so when did you kind of settle into this sound i mean it's it's hard to describe the sound too it's like spoken word and percussive and i wouldn't even try to genreify it really but when did you settle into this sound i mean this is this just all comes out of the background that we have like we've played and played jazz before we've played rock before we've played hip-hop before so it's um you know it's not like we we go out trying to make really weird eclectic music but that's just what we have inside of sort of um so this project started, we were in a rock band together and our singer moved to New York and we started brother. doing this as, we started making like electronic beats as sort of a side project just to like kill time because we were bored without our band. Um, and we met some people who did similar stuff in the industry and just kind of snowballed here. Yeah, it was, it's a, it's a hard question to answer because it, we've been together so long that it's just started becoming the music that we were making. It wasn't like a Mm -hmm. conscious decision of any sort. Um, And I think that's why the music is hard to genreify and stuff like that. Like there's a lot of the indie rock past that we have in it and there's the rap thing. Like I grew up a poet, like I was in the, before I started rapping per se, but like I was doing spoken word poetry and like performing live at like the Green Mill and, and like the Gwendolyn Brooks open mic competition and all that kind of stuff. And then all of it just started pasting together in really natural ways. I want to jump in by talking about Venn Diagrams and this kind of multi-part project that you're working on. How did that get started? Um, well, we started demoing out what we... We got the idea to make an album together at like as Bone Lang in 2014. And this demoing process started turning into an album over the years. The album took itself took till 2017 to um, completely finish, but um, well, really late 2016. But through the years of making all these tunes, we started, you know, making all these different kinds of pieces of art that started relating back towards what we were writing towards as the center of the album. And um, we were writing under the idea of Venn diagrams and um, what that kind of meant to us about, you know, finding, com- you know, focusing more on what we have in common rather than what we don't. And we used that kind of as like a philosophical center to what we were, uh, how we wanted to operate. And it kind of was kind of a very natural process that turned into, you know, like art installations and a short film series and all these different videos and um, 
like an art book and all this different kind of stuff. So by the end of it, we kind of realized that we had this very three-dimensional body of work and that Venn Diagrams was much more than just an album, but it was something that we could kind of like root our art career in and, you know. Um, and it's, I mean, as a, as a broke musician, you're forced to do a lot of things on your own, you know, produce your own videos and that sort of thing. So 10 years from when we've started, we've accumulated a lot of skills that we didn't, weren't necessarily aiming for. Right. Like I, I never considered myself an installation artist or a painter of any kind of variety. But when we were working in the context of this project, there was a lot of creative energy that we could kind of throw any which way and no pun intended, but throw paint at the walls. You know what I mean? And like a lot of it stuck and a lot of it really worked and it worked in our favor. And I think it like spoke towards that philosophical center that we'd been um, working towards and try to, trying to kind of like emboss in our work. Um, so some of it was luck and some of it was accidental, but a, a lot of it was really valid and um, we're really excited about the project. I mean, we've been working, we've been so close to it for so long, it's excited to roll some of this work out. Not off on a park bench with my teeth, having demonish dreams and eating the seams of what it means to be found with myself. Come on, old man, give me peace of mind, give me gravity. I got this half melted Kit Kat you can share with me. You promise you'd always take care of me. All you do is glad with me, stare at me. It don't seem fair to me, but fair is non existent in the eye of the guy that works a 9 5 to the day he dies. Kick cocks and abides. It's a why you never try to revive what it once felt like to be alive. This hot headed world leaves his blood slightly colder. Head over heels in love with the same woman for years, but never ever Older. He grows older, tells me of his grayscale story Splatter and color in my world is the advice he had for me He says, son, happiness is not found within glory I say, no, so you're right, it's found within a beautiful woman up in the 40 So he lets go of what he don't know Venn Diagrams has this philosophical center as well So can you flesh out a little bit more what that means to you? Um, yeah, I mean, it's just the product of being trapped in our own brains and thinking certain things are interesting and, like, finding patterns where maybe none exist. Um, <laughs> but we like we like uh, art that goes deep, where if you ask somebody a question about why they made a decision, there's, like, a, there's a whole answer that you never would have known about. So to us, it's not important that you know the philosophical content or, like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever space we're working in to enjoy the music. But mm -hmm. if you enjoy the music... And you want to talk about some crazy stuff? I got some crazy stuff for you. Yeah, yeah. It's important. It's just like it's important that the layers are there for the people that are interested. Venn diagrams is something that we the, that philosophical center of focusing on what we have in common more than what we don't is something that we want to carry forward into like our following albums and stuff like that. Not mm -hmm. not that you're going to see Venn diagrams too as our second album or anything like that. But like, I really would like we're focusing really hard on folding the rest of our work for our career into each other so that at the end of a 20 years or 30 years of making music together, you've got this almost like book mm -hmm. that you can reference back to of like, this means this, this led into this, this means this, this went inside this because of this. And mm -hmm. um, it's just important. Like if that's not there, then it's, I don't know, it's kind of boring to me, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're really building this. I mean, it's a narrative. You're like trying, however, that's and that's going to play out in different ways, not linear. Exactly, but. not linear, and it's not sensical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but it's. I always say it's about three dimensionalizing an environment for the art to function in. So, like as you said, like all the songs on Venn diagrams have they exist in the same world together, and that's because they're all made by Matt, and they're all made on the computer that Matt made, and mm -hmm. you know that 
boils down to aesthetic and all these these choices that we make when we're making the art and when we're making the music and like all of that's just so important like everything has to be uniform everything has mm -hmm. to be on like identifiable and on brand and all that kind of stuff you know mm -hmm. so one of the things that I've noticed just um seeing you all perform at Soho House and your videos is that sunflowers are a huge motif. <laughs> so where does that come from and what does it mean for you? I don't know that those came to us from like a, a, a deep place. We just like them and started using them and now we like them more. Yeah, once you've, uh, like, it's, like, fetishized. Kind of invested. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. <laughs> it's, well, <laughs> that's a whack answer. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta say something deeper, right? Well, uh, I mean, we like the... <laughs> They started, yeah, and the, the sunflower started as a motif for, like, love, and, like, I we used to write, a, you know, use that as, like, a an analogy for what we were dating at the time or what have you, but then it started to grow into something bigger, and it started to grow into, like, I don't know, it's just, like, something to refer back to, and... It's working because people are r random people that I hardly know or don't know are like Snapchatting me pictures of sunflowers when they see them and stuff like that, which is exciting. That's totally the point. But also, like as Matt said, we just really like sunflowers. They're super pretty. I don't know if you've ever gone to like a whole field of sunflowers, mm -hmm. but it's really, pretty, yeah. it's quite something. It's so bone lang, dude. Bone lang. <laughs> bone lang. <laughs> we all like got sunflower facts. <laughs> Yeah, so that answers my, if you were going to be an emoji question, what emoji would you be? Oh, yeah. yeah, we got it's lucky on that one. It's definitely number one. Like, I just send them to everybody. On your recently used, yeah. If I send them a sunflower emoji, it usually just means, like, yes or something. Like. <laughs> it beats K. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> sunflower, bro. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, uh, it's been great to hear more about the year of the sunflower, and I can't wait to see what's next. Sunflower petals all around me I seduce myself to come back to the real me I am windblown wayward He is a breathing crash dummy It's sunny, it's raining, but it's sunny One is a choir, one is a liar His eyes are brown My eyes are a pretty hazel Ever-alluring, faulty seduction I need my sunflower to put on my scent You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts